0: You're listening to The Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Achterhouse. Listen whilst folding, washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for The Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of The Piston Podcast, recorded today on the 5th of June 2020. This week the show is going to be a little bit different because I'm joined by Manav. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi guys, uh, my name is Manav. Um, I write about cars, many <laughs> other things as well. Yeah. Uh, about music and stuff.
0: Yeah. So obviously you write about all sorts. What? This is quite a difficult question, but what has been your favourite article to write
1: out of all of the ones you've done? Oh, um, you know what? I mean, there's so many things that I write about. I, I actually don't really have a favorite favorite. Yeah. But if I had to choose, I'd probably say there was one on James Bond, basically the new, the new movie that's been postponed twice. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. The car collection on there, so the choice Aston Martin made. Yeah. Uh, that was quite nice because uh, actually the W7 website uh, emailed me and they sent me five quid. Oh, right. Not, mu- not a lot of money, but they said it's promotional. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was quite nice. That, that is they nice. They got recognition yeah. from Aston. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's good. My favorite article I've done, is probably the one I did on the Fiat Panda about a year ago. I just, I don't know. It's just one that I'm quite proud of. There's always one you'll remember writing. And then there's some yeah, exactly. you'll probably just forget. But yeah, that, <laughs> that's the most memorable one for me. How long have you been writing now about
1: all sorts? Well, I mean, Technically, I started on the 13th of October, 2018. Yeah. That was the first ever ask about, um, was it about Sebastian Vettel's season, 2018 season? Yeah. Um, And it had really horrible copyrighted images. It was horrible. Uh, (laughs) 500 views it still got. Um, But I started, I started properly getting into this publishing on Drive Tribe frequently from like June. Yeah. Um, And then when I got work experience with them in August, uh, and september that 's when my content spike went up, but now yeah. it 's going down because i 've got a lot of school work to do, yeah <laughs> with your work experience,
0: I saw you got to meet James May and Richard Hammond at one point didn 't you
1: yeah, they were nice um yeah james James may was uh, you know I told him that literally the day before I saw the Grand Tour episode where him and Richard in crutches were racing Jeremy in New York yes, yes. And, James was nice and Rich was really nice. He was he was um, in a hurry because he had to get on his motorbike. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But it was still quite nice. They were they were, yeah. they were very friendly. Um, I never thought in my life <laughs> I'd actually meet them. No, uh, it but, it's,
0: you can't yeah. imagine it. Were they like how they are on the tellies or were they completely different, or what?
1: Completely different. They're like usually when you think of Richard Tandy you think an angry short man, but yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. Like just speaking to him, he was he was very. I said to him. When taking the picture, oh, I'm freaking out! But he's like, no, don't worry. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's uh, just me. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think you know, even the drive trap staff will back me up. That they're just normal people. Yeah, um, it's just that they've done amazing things. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. why we think that they're almost subhuman. They're just another type of being. Yeah, they're
0: just they're just so natural, aren't they? I like the way James is just a humble person, even though he's like worked at the bbc and stuff like that it's it's, it's nice to yeah. see that they've not turned into these like rude celebrities that you tend to get like that's yeah. one of my problems with f1 i think i don't know some of the racing drivers can get a bit cocky every now and then just because they feel like they've got yeah. a lot of money but it's nice to see that people like uh james and richard haven't fallen into that trap and they're still Still really nice to speak to. Right, let's just talk a bit about F1 because obviously it's been quite a complicated year for F1 because uh, obviously yeah. nothing has really happened. Um, they, they've said that they're going to start racing in July, is it? Some point in July?
1: 3rd of July, yeah.
0: 3rd of July. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, as a hardcore Sebastian Vettel fan, I feel very disheartened that he's leaving Ferrari firstly. That was big news. Yes. Um, yeah, and... Well, I mean, the 3rd of July is actually his birthday. Um, right. so it would be quite, it would be quite nice, but I mean, as long as we get some racing, it'd be fine. Uh, yeah. I'm quite looking forward to it really. I'm counting down the days because yeah. I, I really want to see with, with such a shortened calendar, who will do best. Um, yeah. and this throws people like Bottas, Verstappen, Leclerc and hopefully even Seb, uh, into the mix yeah. of the championship. Uh, yep. But other than that, I think Lewis will dominate right through. Yeah, he that.
0: always does. It's, it's getting quite repetitive now. Lewis winning, Lewis winning, Lewis winning. Yeah, but, I uh, think I've
1: grown up with that. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. My cousin's very big on F1. He went to Spa. No, no, no. no. He was going to go to Silverstone this year, but it was cancelled, mm. um, which is a shame. Obviously. It's postponed, isn't it, Silverstone, the race, British Grand Prix?
1: I think so, yeah. But they're, they're, it's holding, two, they're holding two races there without fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: How do you feel about all of the online racing going around? All of the
1: sim. I don't. Um, as a gamer, I I kind of like it um, because it's the only type of racing we can get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But sometimes, like with F1, like the all the media companies, like the race and uh, Veloce Esports, I think yeah. they all they're all doing these virtual series, and I think that's good. And they're inviting people like, oh, who was it? The, the guy who sang Despacito. I don't know his name. Um, Lewis something. I don't know. Lewis? I'm, 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 I'm not probably. really
0: sure. I'm not really sure. It's not my type of <laughs> But visit it's really, really. good. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: really good that they are getting this publicity in. But on the yeah. other side, I think people like, uh, organised like Formula E and IndyCar, their mm. reputation in that world has been tainted. Like with the Daniel Apt incident. I'm quite a big Daniel Apt fan and I was quite disheartened by that yeah uh, it's all the german drivers now isn't it um yeah and IndyCar, especially i think uh yeah it, that was a shambles the indy 500 virtual uh with so many crashes and norris and Pashen- it was it was horrible but yeah, yeah i kind of like this
0: yeah it's it's nice it's it gives the racers and the people watching it something to do i suppose like entertainment yeah um, because it's just, no, there's not a lot to do, obviously, in lockdown, apart from getting into a car to start it, to listen to it, and then to go back in the house. It's a bit oh, <laughs> a bit boring, like shopping trips have become exciting, and I never thought that would happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the only fun we can get. Now, you recently turned 17, am I right in saying? Yeah, last week. Yeah, and 17 is a big age for any motor fan, isn't it? Because it's, it's wow. the magical age, isn't it, where you're allowed to start to drop in the UK in the UK yeah. yeah so have you got any plans of having your test and stuff like that in the future obviously it's
1: difficult at the moment but well I mean I I heard well one of my friends he turns, he turned 17 he he was born in 2002 so he yeah. turned 17 in December and uh, a few days later he said oh I've got my provision already uh, mm. essentially you just need to sign up but yeah. I went on the website a day after my birthday um, and DVLA aren't accepting any more requests until the offices fully open. Yeah. So it kind of made me sad that I can't get my license now soon. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I don't know. I, I mean, I have got A-levels, which are quite big. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. huge. Um, but they're not... Yeah, I, I, I hope, hopefully, if everything's back to normal by the time I'm in year 13, uh, hopefully before I go to university, I'll probably have a a driving license, um, yeah, but before exams, definitely because I think at this time next year, I will have finished uh, my exam So, who knows? Maybe this, maybe in that space between high school and university, that's probably the time,
0: yeah. So, first car, what What do you reckon? You've you must have thought about it at some point. Yeah. What do you reckon?
1: Um, well, right now, my mom's got a 16 plate polo. Oh, yes, uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing special really. It's, 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 it's quite nice. Actually. It sounds, it, it sounds really nice cause I think it's got a blown exhaust a tiny bit. Oh yes. Yeah. It really does sound quite nice. But yeah. <laughs> I think if I had to get one for myself, I'd just get something that's like 300 quid that's on its last legs. I'd love something like that, like a, a little old donkey that I can just look after. My grandma's got a 96 yeah. civic Oh yeah, um, yeah it's still, still ticking over. It's, Nearly got like one hundred fifty thousand miles on it. Um, yeah, I've had she's had that car as long as I've been alive. So yeah, uh, I'd like to have that actually. It'd be quite nice.
0: Yeah, you yeah. don't need to spend a lot of money on an exciting car. You can make it your own. Really, like I, yeah. I like the when your exhaust falls off. We had it on our Toyota uh, probably last year, and it just it's cool. It's not meant to sound cool, is it? Really, but it just does. <laughs> you just can't help but laugh at it. Um, yeah Yeah, like a rally car like a subaru or something (laughs) so yeah it's quite interesting um right let's move on to talking about uh goodwood because goodwood festival of speed Mm. this year unfortunately it was postponed but it had to happen and something i didn't realize is if it was going to go ahead it would already be next month i always feel like goodwood just comes along too quickly you spend ages waiting for it and then there it is but it's been postponed um when do you reckon it'll be because we were both meant to be going and it was exciting but when when do you reckon it'll be
1: Honestly, because I, mean, I don't know um i hope i hope it's still this year but not in winter because yeah. if it's in winter that ruins the whole goodwood vibe like yeah. i mean I, I i've been going since 2015 or 16 and the weather every time i went was absolutely perfect it was actually very hot it was actually too hot um but i got to meet adrian newey yeah. jack Aitken, and i think someone else but i can't oh um oh, and the, the, a few youtubers like seen through glass the yeah. and uh supercars of london i think yeah, yeah. they were all very lovely people but pff, i doubt anyone important will come if the event is yeah. held in like september I hope it is in like September, October time, but that would be clashing with Revival, which I actually would yeah. like to go to. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's horrible.
0: Yeah, it's confusing. Goodwood Festival of Speed last year was my first time going, and it was just it was scorching. I wore jeans that day, and I really regretted it because yeah, I know, it's, it's it's so busy jeans. as well. You, you're walking around constantly. It, it's it's overwhelming. I remember walking yeah. from the car park. You got that big entrance, haven't you? The big pathway. And you go in and you hear all of the engines revving and it it sort of comes true. It's like wow, it's like this is what heaven's like. It's weird, but it's it's fantastic. But again, it being in winter, as you said, it will ruin the Goodwood experience. Like I'm not sure. Goodwood is expensive. It's it's hundreds of pounds. But do you really want to Mm. spend that amount of money to be probably maybe in in the rain in a wet field? Yeah, it's just it's. I reckon it will be. Put forward into next year, which it's a shame, but I reckon mm. that probably will happen. that's the best, that's what I think. For the best, yeah, and you, you'll get the choice whether to pass your tickets on to next year or just to get a refund. Because if it is in the winter, what's going to happen with car releases and stuff like that? Not many cars are released yeah. towards the end of the year; they're hinted for next year, but that's that's about it. But yeah, mm. it's it's confusing. Like Geneva was uh, cancelled in the end, and that was big news. That was in March, right at the start. Yeah. And um, it was it was all online in the end, wasn't it? Like car releases, and it was all over Twitter. Yeah. And they've been, yeah. It,
1: I think what, what the biggest thing we've learned from this essentially like no, just new world that we've been thrown into yeah. is that how much socialising is so important to the car industry. Yeah. Like if you think about like the car showrooms they opened recently in the UK. Yeah. And and car car sales are plummeted. Uh, like you need people, uh, robots, yes, they make the cars, but you need people to sell them, uh, and yeah, that's how the car industry works nowadays.
0: I know, I know. I've seen all over uh, social media all of these uh, journalists that get to go back into the cars. And I've just seen an Instagram, I can't remember who it was, but he was uh, testing the new Honda Jazz, um, and ooh. I saw it for the first time, yeah, ooh. and it, it looked. It looks all right, actually, um, but I'm quite jealous. Mm. All of these people get to go out in the new 911 turbos and stuff like Jeez, that. Exactly,
1: that's, that's that then,
0: yeah, it does, yeah. And I, I would like to go to showrooms and stuff like that to start writing about cars more again. But it's like you sort of feel like you can't, in a way, still because even yeah, though you can down. go, yeah, yeah. I suppose, yeah, that's right. Like I, I was quite lucky when I uh, borrowed the the Fiat Panda. Um, which led Mm. to us getting on our own. But when we borrowed the Fiat Panda, it was uh, literally two weeks before lockdown started. And that was probably the last proper article I got to write, to be honest. I've done a few in lockdown, but nothing massively special. But yeah, I'm excited Mm. for the world just to get back to normal and then you can go to events again and see stuff. I think that
1: will be next year, though, because, you know, it's yeah it's very unlikely it's very unlikely that we're going to go back to school even um, I know
0: I know yeah I, I reckon it'll, for me anyway in year nine I reckon it'll be uh, towards the end of the year if not start of next year to be honest it's going to be really unusual it's really it's weird isn't it how long have we been off now about ten weeks three, something months.
1: Like that? three yeah, months it's a long time
0: it is a long time and we know we know what it's like to be Phineas and Ferb now <laughs> Right, um, I'm going to do a little car review. And um, this week I've chosen to do the Porsche 911 Turbo S because obviously they've been all over social media and I've just fallen in love. I've always been a hardcore 911 fan. And this one looks fantastic. What do you think about it? Have You
1: You know what? I think it's... like Like Richard Hammond once said, you can't have Porsche without the 911. Um yes, yeah. It's just probably one of the most iconic sports cars of all time, if not the. Yeah. But it doesn't feel as special as it should because yeah. it's nine eleven. And I think I saw one actually on my street the other day. Uh don't know why. But the light yeah. I just I just love the, the rear of the car. It actually it, looks so nice with with the with the with the lights wrapping around the back. Yeah.
0: They've done a fantastic job. I've, I think I've only seen, I've only seen a couple on the road, and one of them was down. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Belgian motorway, weirdly, at the New Year. But it was pitch black, and I could see in the distance on the motorway just the the light going across, and I instantly yeah. thought nine eleven. It it looks Literally fantastic. Nice. It really, really nice. They've done a really good job. They've widened it quite a lot as well, which is yeah.
1: Awesome. Uh, you can see that from the front as well because it looks a bit yeah. more squashed. Yeah, yeah, it does um, look squashed.
0: Yeah. So um, the price for the new Turbo S it starts at 155,000 pounds, just over that actually, and that's before you put any of the nice options on top. And that's a lot of money for a 911, isn't it? Really?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, (laughs) I don't work. uh, You know, I haven't got really. I haven't even got an income yet. But that is that's a gigantic amount of money. I mean, you can buy. Think about all the nice cars you can buy for less than that. You can buy a. I don't know. You can buy an E sixty three estate, and they're okay. pretty much the only thing you need. You can buy so many things, but Porsches. I mean, if you want to get a good Porsche, you have to spend that money. Yeah, uh, yeah. that is. It's an astronomical amount, but I think if you buy, if you buy it, then you, you'll fall in love with it definitely.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's a speedster that came out a while back. That was. Really expensive was that about three hundred thousand pounds something like that? That's Lamborghini money. It is Lamborghini money. And if you if you put like say an Aventador next to a nine eleven speedster, what would you go for? In reality, like sensible choice would be to go for the nine eleven. But your heart would sort of want you to go towards the Lamborghini just because you can um i just i think Porsche have just fallen into the trap the prices have gone through the roof anyway the 911 mm. turbo s comes with a 3.8 liter flat six, flat six twin turbo engine um which is it's a good engine isn't it really it's all wheel drive, so yeah. drive it's not rear wheel drive it's all wheel drive like most of the turbos and it produces 650 brake horsepower just 75 more than the old ones so it's definitely an improvement um it's it's powerful it's definitely definitely powerful chris yeah. harris did a live video in his instagram didn't he um walking around the yeah. 911, that he has. and it's great he had he had the the cabriolet one and oh it, i'm just in love with it i, I don't know why it, i probably shouldn't be but i think it looks great me personally i would probably spend less money and probably get a classic one to be honest i think they're a bit yeah. more special and it is yeah. probably a true 911, isn't it um it's not a beetle, as some people say. <laughs> yeah, mechanical. <laughs> yeah, and you get the old 911 charm, don't you? It comes with an eight speed dual clutch automatic gearbox, which is a big gearbox. Uh, it produces 800 Newton meters of torque, which again is 50 Newton meters up from the previous model. It's not to 60, this is crazy, in less than 2.7 seconds.
1: That is which, insane.
0: in a car, wow, I. I don't know, that's just. I don't know if that's too much, too much for a 911, <laughs> too much for a car, probably. Does 0 to 120 in 8.9 seconds, which means that goes from 0 to 120 quicker than our Panda goes from 0 to 60, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy if you think about it. But then again, it's, it's a lot more money. Top speed, 205 miles per hour, which is faster than the Lamborghini Huracan, isn't it? So yeah. that's, that's unusual, Porsche 911. Faster than a Lamborghini. Um, it's got four seats, but it's technically two plus two. So I suppose it's practical, but you're just going to have no legs, I suppose. Um, other yeah. bits of random information: This new 911 Turbo S comes with 15% more downforce. Two 20 millimetre. Uh, it's 20 millimetres wider than the old 911 Turbo, um, and you you can sort of tell, can't you, if you look at it head on? Um, there's a coupe and a cabriolet model available. It's got a 10.9-inch screen going across, which is just humongous. And it comes with a Bose sound system, which is good. You, you've got, always got to have a good sound system in a car, haven't you, really? To yeah. listen to your tunes. Uh, rivals are Aston Martin Vantage, Audi R8, and GTR, your standard sort of sports cars. But I think the Porsche 911 Turbo S is sort of on the borderline of supercar, isn't it? Don't you think?
1: Yeah. I think the problem with Porsche is they have too many models of the 911 that are within on that verge of supercar yeah like you have the 918 uh you have the 918 which is essentially a hypercar yeah but it's a supercar at the same time yeah so yeah i think pretty much all porsches bar the suvs and the cayman and possibly even the take the taken uh yeah. or the Tycon however you pronounce it <laughs> uh they're, they're pretty much not supercars but yeah i think if you if you look at the speed and the just the absolute acceleration that thing can have. Yeah, it's a supercar without a doubt.
0: Yeah, definitely keep up with them. If not, can be faster. Uh, around a yeah. track, it'll definitely be, be better than most supercars. It's just, it's yeah. agile. Pros and cons. I've written down pros. It looks fantastic. I think they've done a really good job. Looks better than the old one. I think the old one at the rear just looked like it was sort of missing something especially with the you lights. Know. It's got four seats, kind of, um, which means it's sort of practical. It means if you have kids, you can keep it for a bit longer, I suppose. And I think mm. it's, the most, it's the most usable supercar, if you can call it that. It, it's definitely, it's more yeah. discreet than, say, a Lamborghini, which means you can park it up knowing that you won't have to panic too much because it, it hasn't got all of these fancy lines and stuff like that. And the only yeah. con I've written down is the price, really, because I just think it's too much. Way too much. They've it's gone through the roof really, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean it's if if I was to price it, I mean, without thinking about costs and profits for the for Porsche, I'd probably price it around a hundred grand. Yeah. Because right. imagine all the cars that you're competing with at that price range. Yeah. Uh, you've got the F type, which in my mind it's probably one of the best fast cars you can get without, you know, mm. burning a lava pit through your wallet yeah uh, yeah it's, it's a really good car but yeah i think the 911 is a really e- easy car to live with it's not too loud yeah. uh it's it's easy on fuel that's why i'd say sometimes it can be very easy on fuel whereas like a ferrari would just run out of fuel at the end of the road yeah. um yeah so yeah i think the 911 is a very good car to live with
0: it is a very good car to live with i, th- I think it's fantastic We'll leave it there with the Porsche 911 Turbo S. Let's just go back to the Jaguar F-Type you're on about. What do you think of the new one?
1: Ooh. Now, you see, if you asked me that probably about a few months ago, I'd say I love it. I'd say that any new F-Type is amazing, but I've been looking more and more at the old one, just how good it looks. And I say, you know what? The, the, The design around the new one is very good. Yeah, but there's something about the old one which gives me, as James May would say, the fizz.
0: The fizz, yes. Yeah. It's
1: not. It doesn't really. The new one doesn't give me that vibe. Um, and yeah, I'd rather have the old one though. But the new one, it, it's alright. I mean, I guess Jaguar have to do that from time to time. Uh, you know, they've done it. They've done it with their, you know, uh, XE, the XF. They've facelifted all of them, but. You just can't beat the old F type because I know, I know they were mental.
0: Yeah, they have definitely got done a good job with designing the new one, but no. the old one is a hard one to beat. And I think, I personally, I think I prefer the old one. I think they should have left it yeah. how it is. Um, another piece of unusual car design in the news this week is the BMW 4 Series. That's been quite <laughs> an interesting one. It's sort of like a, I either quite like it or I either hate it with a passion. What do you think of it?
1: I, I really like it. I yeah. actually really like it. Yeah. I mean, i mean, by the memes that I've seen on Twitter with yeah. <laughs> the really enlarged grills. Um, they're actually quite nice. I don't, I, I can't explain it, but it just looks, it reminds me of a Rolls Royce, yeah. which is kind of all right because BMW own Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah. Um, why I like it? I mean with UK plates, I think you tweeted this, uh, with UK plates, they look really good. Yeah, um, they're not too ugly, and I kind of like that. It looks really futuristic. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's it it's nice. I like it, I, I and mean, I think a lot of people hate hate it, and I don't, I don't see why. It's it's not too ugly, but it does look oh. like something that will swallow up your children.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If something was coming towards you, you'd say, like, "Oh my god." Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I quite like it, and I put it on my Instagram story, and everybody was sort of replying saying, oh, I hate it, and I was like, okay. But I actually don't mind it. I think it looks all right, better than the old one. I think the old one was looking really outdated towards mm. the end, and it really yeah. needed a new design, and I think this one is really nice. From the back, it looks great. From the side, it looks great. From the front, I wouldn't say it looks great, but it looks good. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that they've gone for a Taller grill rather than a wide one, I think that would look quite strange. Maybe American, but a mustache. Yeah, yes, but I, I honestly don't mind it. I'm quite um, looking forward to seeing them on the roads. I think it'll be interesting, um, and it's an interesting car for BMW. Um, it's interesting. I went to BMW a few months ago and I saw the X7, and that's got quite a big grill, but it's, it fits yeah. on the car just because it's so humongous, but i quite like it like about a year ago when all these concepts are coming out and stuff like that i was like not sure i'm not a big fan but now i'm like actually it looks all right and if you think mm. in a few years time when they'll be like properly in production people won't mind them as much because they'll become more in fashion and not really fashion that's clothes but <laughs> more in well just a more used to design more. yeah yeah so, I, th- I think it's good. It's, it's definitely an interesting car. I'll describe it as interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be good. Really? That's, that's- but
1: also, I think the, same, the people have the same issue with the i8 when it came out a few, yeah. I think that's yep. seven years ago now. Um, I actually was lucky enough for my year 11 prom to be driven in an i8. Yeah. And I saw it up close and it had fake grills. It was, it was just a very glossy grill, which a lot of people hated, but now everyone's finally. I think everyone's forgotten about the i, really. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same with this car. Yeah, it is.
0: I think BMW and other car companies every now and then just need to do something completely bonkers that makes people go whoa, and then they grow on. Um, so I, I think they haven't made a mistake at all, really. I think it's a good thing for BMW to be honest. Mercedes, on the other hand, their new designs, I'm not sure of. I think there's some of the headlights are a bit small and I don't know if it fits. Yeah, the
1: CLS took my eye. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I like, as an F1 fan, I'm going to be a bit biased towards Mercedes. Because <laughs> yeah. a Seb, Seb and Red Bull uh, are my, are my uh, true passion. But in terms of road cars, Mercedes are, well, directly, may, maybe because of their racing, they killed it in car sales in the last mm. decade. Um, you know, my, uh, my uncle, he has a C63 AMG. Ooh, yeah. Oh, and the sound from that, you will not believe it. <laughs> it is wonderful. Um, and we've had the, we have the 2015 one. Um, but before that we had the, tw- the 2012 one that was bonkers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now I'm, I'm not that keen on Mercedes, uh, but I thought some of the, the engines are great. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. their design isn't as good as their competitors. I like yeah. Audi as well. Some Audis are re- really good looking now, but BMW, I'd, there's something about BMW, which I wouldn't personally buy one, but I just yeah. really respect them. And I like the M badge. The
0: M badge is so, nice. Yeah. Have you seen SME 150's new SLS? No. Is it?
1: No. You is it? Is it? No.
0: So he's got an, he's just got an SLS and it's a Black Series one and he's painted it sort of, I think it's mystic blue to be precise and it's sort of like a bluey purple and he's done the wheels yeah. in a silver and it looks nice but the SLS I think would look nicer than a modern day like GTR if you can compare them. I just yeah. think Mercedes went through a phase in the early 2010s of being really, really good like making some really good cars but then they've just fallen to a bit of a trap where they've i don't know the designers have gone a bit
1: yeah i think they've, they've put more effort into their racing um yeah you've seen like in the last essentially in the last seven years we've seen not total dominance but mercedes have been really consistent across all sports. like you've seen dtm uh and especially f1 um and now formula e uh so they're Taking over motorsport as we speak, um, so I think that's where the effort's going. But I mean, I'd definitely take an SLS over a GTR any day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Them gullwing doors are still—they're still quite amazing, I think. People yeah, I quite didn't, liked them. People didn't really like them at first, and they thought that's a bit impractical. I remember Jeremy Clarkson hated them. That was the yeah. only part of the car that he really didn't like. But I was quite a big fan actually. I think it's yeah, I really good. Like- and in, say, like a multi-storey car park, not that you would park an SLS in a multi-storey car park, but um, it, it's quite practical, really, because they go upwards and the hinges are quite inboard. In and, fact. yeah, it, it's a massive car, so they need to be. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really, really good. So I, I like the SLS. I still think it's an in- incredible car. And they still look relatively new today. Hasn't yeah, aged that's quite nice. too much. Yeah, um, hmm. But yeah, car companies—not just the German ones—I think they're, they're all—they've all gone a bit interesting. But yeah, it's questionable. Like the the French cars that are coming out now, I quite like them. I think mm. Peugeot, have really up their game.
1: Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're quite good at car design anyway. Yeah. I just think it's their the actual quality of their their cars will let them down.
0: Yeah, yeah. After a few years, they'll just sort of give up. But for the first, I, th- I think they look really nice, to be honest. At Car Fest last year, Peugeot were there and I'd look around some of the cars and I was really quite impressed. I think they've, they've become really quite nice, really. Yeah. Um, right, I think that's pretty much everything, really. That's been about 35 minutes or so already, just chatting about random stuff. Um, again, you're a journalist and you write stuff. Would you like to um, say where people can read your articles?
1: Oh, well, you can read my stuff at Drive Tribe. Just uh, search up my full name, Manav. Spell M-A-N-A-V, and then my surname, P-A-L-L-A-N. Or you can check out my new venture, which is at One EDM. What... Yeah. Um, which I'll be posting on a lot more often.
0: What is One EDM?
1: Well, I mean, I think I just haven't really given a, I haven't been given a proper platform to write about EDM, uh, and this website Well, i reached out to the website uh, and they kindly took me on um and this is where i'm probably going to be releasing quite a lot of my music articles uh i think yeah apart from watches and cars, i think edm is also my biggest interest yeah
0: yeah i'm quite a big fan of the older music like 60s and 70s and stuff like that (laughs) i I don't know about edm it's not really my style but yeah that's good for you really um new New venture stuff like that. It'll be really interesting, right? Where can people find you on social media to give you a follow?
1: Um, on my twit, my Twitter's at um, man of twenty seven underscore. Um, I tweet about a lot of things. Yeah. I retweet <laughs> mainly F one Stan accounts. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, Instagram is man of underscore. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Thank you ever so much for coming on the show. Um, It's been a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk again soon. Maybe you can come back to the podcast and you can talk about what you've done on EDM. (laughs) Yeah, right. Thank you ever so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. you're you listening to the piston podcast the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts presented by me daniel Achterhouse. listen whilst folding washing doing your day-to-day commute or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust whatever you're doing i promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk anyway engage launch control it's time for the piston podcast